Welcome to episode one of Muscle and Media, Strength in Being Critical. I'm your host, Avery, and we're going to begin this episode by telling you a little bit about myself and why I'm so interested in talking about specifically female fitness influencers today. So like I said, my name is Avery. I am currently a college student and I'm also an avid gym goer. Um, I began running in high school, was super into that. And then after I graduated, I was a little burnt out looking for some sort of athletic outlet. And I ended up falling in love with weightlifting. Um, Quickly over time, the media that I was consuming, as media usually does, began catered to weightlifting, which is my biggest passion. And I've just noticed a lot of different things within the fitness area of the content creation sphere that I found to be kind of overlapping with the things that I've discussed as a women, gender, and sexuality studies major in college. With that being said, this topic is just not only a recent phenomenon, um, but it's also a huge part of the internet that I am fully immersed in. Um, I always found the dichotomy between this perceived interest of what seems like, you know, increased body positivity online, um, but then also the perfectly posed, you know, lean fitness influencers that we constantly see pushed on our reels. So So let's jump right into it. So first, I'm going to begin by discussing what a fitness influencer is so that you have the right person in mind when we're discussing different fitness influencers and who kind of falls under that category. So a fitness influencer is essentially an individual who utilizes social media platforms, you know, blogs, videos, other digital channels as a way to share information, advice, motivation, and even inspiration that can be related to, you know, fitness, exercise, nutrition, and a lot of times overall wellness. These influencers often have a significant following and are considered kind of authoritative figures, if you will, in the fitness industry due to maybe their expertise, their own personal experiences that they share, or just, you know, plain ability to really engage their audience. A lot of times they offer workout routines, meal plans, you know, product recommendations, and just a lot of general lifestyle tips, which is where it can get a little bit rocky. And it's usually aimed at helping kind of others achieve their fitness goals. Um, You can see fitness influencers collaborating with brands, businesses, a lot of times in the health and wellness sector um, as a way to promote products and just services to their audience. For example, a popular female fitness influencer who I actually really love is Whitney Simmons. She's known for her fitness content, her workout routines, and her lifestyle vlogs. Um, She also talks a lot about mental health and her own experiences with anxiety and depression. Now with that being said, Simmons is a small, I think about 5'4", thin, white, blonde woman, Um, and that kind of has a lot to do with the Eurocentrism that's extremely popular within the fitness industry. We're going to be moving into that a little bit later, but that's just something I wanted to mention and kind of give you a real world example as we move into now the positives and negatives of online female fitness influencers. So I want to be really clear in sharing that I do not think all female fitness influencers are bad 
nor do I think that there are only bad and good. It's kind of a mix of everything that comes together to kind of create the impact that they have on young girls and women. So we're going to start by listing off some positives of female fitness influencers. So one, they do help promote healthy lifestyles. Um, when done correctly, influencers can absolutely inspire young girls to kind of adopt, you know, healthier habits, exercise regularly, balance their nutrition, and even in some cases, kind of like how I mentioned before, prioritizing mental well-being as well. So they also push body positivity, um, not all the time, but especially in recent years, we've seen that many influencers do advocate for body positivity and encourage girls and women or just really anyone to love and kind of accept their bodies regardless of societal standards. Um, something that really draws me to female fitness influencers is the education aspect. That's really great. Um, influencers do often share valuable information about fitness, nutrition, and wellness. Um, they can be a great resource for educating young girls on how to make informed choices regarding their own health. Um, community support is another really great aspect of fitness influencers. It can really cultivate a supportive online community where followers may be able to connect, you know, share their own experiences, offer encouragement, and just help generate and create a sense of belonging, especially amongst women in the gym. And then the last thing I'm going to mention for a positive is inspiration. Now, this is really broad, but seeing influencers set and achieve fitness goals can absolutely motivate young girls, women, anybody to challenge themselves and, you know, strive for personal growth in different areas of their lives. So there are a lot of positives to female fitness influencers and kind of being on that area of the internet. So keep that in mind, but... Now we're absolutely going to be discussing some negatives. So female fitness influencers often push unrealistic beauty standards um, just through leading young girls to kind of compare themselves unfavorably and feel pressure to conform to this, you know, unattainable ideal um, that is with certain body types as everyone's body is different and especially in this kind of favor towards Eurocentrism. Um, they also focus on appearance over health in some situations. Now, I'm not generalizing and saying that all female fitness influencers do this, but certain influencers definitely prioritize appearance over health and in some cases promote extreme dieting or exercise behaviors that can be harmful to people, um, both physically and mentally. So with this, I also wanted to mention disordered eating. Um, influencers who promote kind of restrictive diets or unhealthy eating habits in general may contribute to the development of disordered eating behaviors, um, especially orthorexia um, and binge eating disorder among, you know, impressionable young girls or women or just anyone watching this content and realizing, you know, maybe they should be doing that even though it's not necessarily healthy, but because they want to look like this person. Um, also kind of in that realm, body dysmorphia, constant kind of exposure to highly curated images on social media at any level can distort people's perspectives of their own bodies and that can lead to body dysmorphia and other body image issues. And then lastly what I want to mention is a dependency on external validation and I feel like when I first you know this first 
term is discussed, um, I feel like we kind of, like, fall into, like, that pick-me sector of, like, you know, women just caring about, like, other people's compliments. But what I'm specifically talking about is kind of seeking validation through likes and comments and doing whatever it takes to have the audience engage with their posts over, you know, prioritizing actual health and things that could be helpful to young girls and other women, um, kind of prioritizing, you know, likes, comments, that external validation over internal happiness, self-worth, especially if you are someone who is posting this sort of content. All right, so that was a lot of information, but hopefully since it's the first episode, you kind of get a solid foundational idea of what we're going to be talking about. And then before we close, I just want to touch on this really, really cool research paper that I found kind of regarding objectification, fitness influencer posts, and kind of strategies and presence that are used. So the actual title is An Exploratory Content Analysis of the Use of Health Communication Strategies and presence of objectification in fitness influencer social media posts. Now, this is a research paper led by Jessica Fitzwillaby, and I found it through the Rutgers Libraries, and I thought that it was so interesting. A quote in particular that really stuck out to me, um, kind of regarding their research, um, states that it suggests that while messages may promote attitudes and self-efficacy, constructs known to have a potentially positive impact on health behaviors, Objectification in most cases is also present, which could lead to negative effects on body image for young women. So how did this study kind of get to that conclusion? So this study aims to kind of examine the presence of different strategies known to influence health behaviors um, positively and of content known to have a negative influence among fitness influencers like objectification. So they conducted this analysis Um, They used 441 posts. It was a random sample um, over one year of four different Instagram-specific fitness influencers that are popular with young women in the United States. So they kind of used coding to pick out objectification, health promotion strategies, and health-related content and social engagement from these posts so i just want to mention because i think this is really relevant to what we're talking about how they picked these women in particular so they made sure to pick women that the number of followers on instagram ranged from 2.5 million to 14 million and they selected these people through influencers that were promoted across different magazines or web pages um, that describes them as top influencers for health and fitness among young women. So in order to be considered, they needed to be listed, it says here, on at least three popular media articles that describe fitness influencers to follow. So I thought that that was really interesting how the internet is kind of just like a web leading you into different directions. And I feel like it really tells to how you can kind of get cornered in different areas, even within this fitness sphere. So let's pop into the results. So of all of the posts that they looked at for objectification, which were out of the 441 or 411, um, they only chose ones that included people. Um, There are three different forms, either a focus on a specific body part, posing in a sensual manner, or a lack of inclusion of heads and or faces. 
So out of the 411 posts, 56.2% could fall into one of those three or more than one of those categories that I just mentioned. So again, that is either focus on a specific body part, posing in a sensual manner, or a lack of inclusion of heads and or faces. Now, additionally, 44.8%, so about 184 posts that they looked at, contain posing in a sensual manner. And this was the most popular of the objectification category among female fitness influencers. So that's really important to keep in mind when we're mindlessly scrolling through social media like Instagram and kind of intaking all of these perfectly posed women and comparing ourselves to them. What does that do for our mental health? Um, Is any part of this inspiring us to actually enact change in our own lives. So with that being said, I also want to mention that this study found that when trying to look at the frequency of content related to theoretically relevant constructs or what like regarding what are thought to positively impact health behavior, so like attitudes, self-efficacy, body appreciation, things like that, um they found that positive attitudes were the most common element present in the post. Now, that is 23.8%. And although that doesn't sound very much when broken up into different categories, this was the largest area that could kind of be generalized out of all the posts. So that's all I have for you guys today. That was episode one of Muscles and Media Matter, Strong and Being Critical. I had so much fun kind of like looking through the different levels of research that go into this like current phenomenon that is really taking over the internet is such a huge part of just even day-to-day life in society today. Um, So I'm really glad I got to take a closer look at that and I'm really looking forward to future episodes where we get to dive further into different facets of this really fascinating topic. Bye!